1: Chosen woman, be strong and do it. chosen woman, be strong and do it. chosen woman, be strong and, do it. and for the last time, chosen woman. Be strong and do it. I didn't see anybody standing. And say, be strong and do it. Be strong and do it, because at the end of the day, where we stand as ministers' wives. And women in ministry, I don't know. But our challenges are unique. We have unique challenges. I mean, the uninvited uh, challenges, invited ones. You know, unexplainable. Hallelujah. Amen. But in the midst of it all, victory is ours. Amen. Hallelujah. So we gather here as Chosen Woman Ministry to empower you to go out there and make a great difference. And today, thank God we are launching a book, Making a Difference as a Woman. There are secrets in it that I know will take you to another level. You are all welcome. You will not live here the same in the name of Jesus. This morning, we are blessed to have a great woman of God in our midst. And I'm honored to introduce to you the first lady of the United Denominations from the Lighthouse Group of Churches. Mercy. Bishop said, you just go ahead. And I said, I have to do the right thing. So forgive her if I didn't pronounce it well. Moha didn't help me. She's a lawyer... <laughs> Oh, let's feel free. If you want to smile, smile. You are under the mask. If you want to smile, smile. Uh, Don't be tight. We are not, that's why we move away from, you know, the church premises and then come to a place like this where you feel relaxed where you can smile. Because where we stand, most of the time in church service at church, whatever programs, you are always careful. You are always like this person is there and yes, but this one, "Mm, feel free. So we are smiling, smile, clapping, clap. Ah. Feel free. Mm. She is a lawyer by profession and the wife of the bishop that Hayward meets <laughs> women of God and men present, please help me welcome Lady Re- Reverend Adelaide Hayward Mills to bring us the word of God today. Hallelujah. Auntie Mommy, you are welcome. Proud welcome. Let me say this before I sit down. You may take your seat. you. You know what? As associate, um, every time being the, um, leader before any conference, I go before the Lord. I pray. And then the topic that God drops in my spirit, that is what I present to my associates and the speaker. And this year um, that's what happened, the topic. And then when I look at the topic, but the name that came to mind was Lady Reverend Dawood Mills. And so when it's not a secret, but you realize that something is going on you know um, in the church. And I'm like, "Wow, how is she going to? make it how is she going to cope with the challenges around there and I said to myself I heard the voice and I know today with the topic we are handling she's going to be more practical because we need it in times of challenges and where we stand we don't have anybody to share with sometimes you are careful even your own sister you, 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 you are careful even to share you know so in the midst of challenges and difficult times and crisis, you know, it's like, who do you go to? And I thank God that in the midst of it all, she stands by the husband, prayer, fasting, and I know she's been encouraging him also. So to, today, this morning, I know he, she's going to be a blessing unto us. Open up and be blessed. Auntie Mom, you are welcome. We are with you, God bless you.
2: Hallelujah. It's a privilege to be here this morning. And every time I'm asked to preach, I feel that God has many, many, many vessels. So when the Lord falls on you to preach, you should know that it is an honor and not a bother. Amen. I often wonder why God uses vessels of clay like us. Because nobody invests in clay on the stock exchange. Everybody invests in diamonds, gold, crude oil, something valuable, but clay. But that shows the excellency of his power. And I would like you to give a hand, a resounding applause to Jesus amen now before I do anything I think we should share a word of prayer father we hallow this time in your presence let the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable to you you know each and every life represented here they are your chosen vessels you know lord everything that's going on in their lives Therefore, Holy Spirit, use this vessel of clay to minister to your people in the way that you want. You have the master plan for all our lives. Holy Spirit, take over and lead and let God be glorified. Thank you for the anointing, the unction, the grace, the help in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. Well. As I said, I want to thank God for this time. I also want to thank my husband Bishop Doug for releasing me to be here. (laughs) And I want to also thank Mama Dura for such a vision of the chosen woman to recognize that pastor's wives are different wives in a certain sense and that it takes a certain grace. And I know that many um, professions have associations so that they can pull together and strengthen themselves and also further the objectives of the association, like maybe Ghana Bar Association, of which I'm a member, maybe um, Ghana Medical Council, all that. It's also good that pastors, wives, who maybe not everybody thinks about, that God would drop this vision in Mama heart to have the Chosen Woman's Ministry and Conference. I think that it is a noble one, and we thank God for her life. Amen. I know that she's a very prayerful woman, and I know that everything is best by prayer not by what you think you see. I remember a year or so ago, somebody was upset with me because I wouldn't do what she wanted me to do. So she said to the person she was talking to, you know, she does nothing in the church. All she does is to sit in front and wear pretty little dresses. (laughs) So that's what people see, amen. But our father who sees in secret, he rewards us openly. Amen. 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 So we thank God for this vision. I also want to salute Mama Francesca. She was the first person to have women's meeting for us to see. At that time, I think we were in diapers, (laughs) spiritual diapers. And well... It was a wonderful vision, but we never thought we would be involved at that level. We didn't know what God would do because we were in school. Amen? But she had the Women's Love Fellowship and she would gather women from everywhere. Even I remember my pastor's wife from Takwadi. I would see her sometimes at the program. Mama Francisca, we salute you. you. God is not unrighteous to forget your work and your labor of love. So when you've seen something done before, it's easier. Mm -hmm. But when you haven't seen something done before, then that one, you are now going to dig the ground. So thank you for being that visionary. Mm -hmm. And may God always remember you. Mm -hmm. Amen. Dora gave me a gigantic uh, uh, topic. She said grace to persevere. And um, as she was saying, I think maybe the invitation was before the newspaper publications and all that. But I think the newspaper publications just brought it out publicly, but it had started from last year. And I think people wanted to be more popular, so they put it. But when she said, because of all that is happening, I was wondering what is happening That is what the grace of god can do i was wondering what's she talking about what is happening because i'm really happy and okay what's she talking about then i remember ah oh there's supposed to be an issue that's what the grace of god can do amen and when i look at my own life you know i was thinking about it i said god i've really grown up some because i think that when i was younger I cried at the drop of a heart. And I cried at everything, you know, the ministry would go through or you yourself would go through. I would cry at everything and also wonder how God would bring us through whatever. But lately, I rather look back. I remember his faithfulness from Colegono, and from so many unseen and unknown things. You know, when the church was bombed and it looked like, this is the end. Someone was invited to our Tuesday service after that, a a pastor. And when he came, he said, wow, I thought the church would be finished after the attack. But I see you are here alive and well. It was the grace of God. And it was the beatings and the tears and the attack on that day where pregnant women were passing out, blood was oozing, broken bottles everywhere my children in the top tower I in the basement not knowing how I was going to connect to them sitting with my husband and there's no exchange between us we are just speaking in tongues when nobody has said let's speak in tongues." everybody is calling on their God amen Amen. and it was that day on that that evening that my husband convened a meeting of pastors and said I think God wants us to move out of Koligono. does anybody know anywhere that is up for sale. And one pastor lifted his hand and said, I know a place in North Kanishi, but Bishop, Pastor Dad, you cannot afford it. And when it was mentioned, it was in millions, and yes, we couldn't afford it. But God gave us grace. And little by little, we moved to the Kodesh. And today, the Kodesh is even a branch. That's what God can do amen so grace to persevere is very real amen now I'd like to look at the meaning of words what does to persevere mean it means to persist in a state an enterprise or counter influences opposition or discouragement it means that You are still persisting in spite of opposition discouragement counter influences and anything that is coming against you that is persistence and we are talking about god's grace in the midst of all this how do you press on because many times when things happen your natural feeling, my natural feeling, is that we just gave up. But God has not called us to give up. He will equip us with His grace so that we'll continue fighting. Amen. Amen. Now I was thinking, why do we persist? Other synonyms of persist may be perseverance, persistence, maybe perseverance or steadfastness. So why should we persist anyway? if we give up, what will happen? Amen? If we give up, we may not be able to pass the baton to the next generation. So I'm talking about why should we persist? We may not be able to pass on the baton to the next generation. Because Jude 1-3 says, content for the faith that was once delivered to you. So the race it's like a relay you run and then you give the baton to the next generation and the next generation runs so if you as a pastor's wife or a woman in ministry you are going to give up now then the next generation has a lot to lose and in the bible elizabeth i believe gave the baton to mary the mother of jesus and i believe that naomi gave the baton to Ruth so that Ruth could run. You also must pass on the baton to somebody else. And because of that, you can't give up. When I look at the young women coming up, hey, they need us more than ever. And the Bible said that the older women should teach the younger women. I don't know if that is happening, but I know that when the older women get up to teach the younger women... The demons don't like it. And there's always a lot of friction and fighting. Because if they do, they will release an army the world has not seen before. So we must contend for the faith that has been delivered to us. As I said, Mama Francisca started women's ministry in terms of the charismatic world. That's what we knew. But because of that, a seed was sown. And therefore we could think about something. Sometimes you don't even know it's influencing you. So those of you who think that you arrived here on the planet yourself, nobody has taught you anything, you haven't got an idea from anybody, you don't listen to anybody, your ministry is unique, I wonder where you are from. Because the faith, even from Jesus to the disciples, to the women who worked with him, up to you and I, it is our duty to pass it on. That's why you cannot give up at this time. We can't give up also because, number two, We are surrounded by a cloud of witnesses. Hebrews 12 verse 1. Therefore, since we are encompassed about with so great a cloud of witnesses, let us run with what? Patience. That's the ingredient that's missing. The race that is set before us. Everybody has their race. And yet everybody can garner uh, encouragement from each other. Amen. It's like if you you are a lawyer, you may be a corporate lawyer, you may be a land lawyer, you may be like I did, legislative drafting, which means you draft laws for parliament, but you are all in the same bar association and you all draw strength from each other. So everybody has a race set by God. And because of that, Paul is cheering you on. Deborah is cheering you on. The four prophetesses of Philip, they are cheering you on. They are saying, don't give up. Don't drop the baton even if you are tired run to the end there's another they are cheering you on so that you will make it to heaven amen so because of those cloud of witnesses don't let their way go to the dream amen and then it says looking unto jesus this race is only run by looking unto jesus if you look at circumstances you will fail if you look at offenses you will fail If you look at human beings, you will give up. You will say human beings are ungrateful. Human beings forget. Some of you have been very good to some people. Uh, I met a lady pastor who needed some counseling. And she told me, mommy, this girl who is fighting my marriage and who is even having an inappropriate relationship with my husband, I took her to the university. Mommy, I paid for her because she had nothing. I helped her. And today she's the one destroying my marriage so sometimes some of these offenses can weaken your hand it's like the persistence no it's okay I mean I have to also look after myself but you see the cloud of witnesses are cheering you on and you cannot give up at this stage amen the third reason why you must persist is because you will stand before God to give an account of your life 2nd Corinthians 5 verse 10 we will all appear before the judgment seat where we will give an account of what we have done in this body. You know, that verse makes me very sober and it makes me very humble when I see that I will appear before the judgment seat. You see, you don't have a choice, so you just appear and you are there. before the. Some of you, you even fear human judgment seats. When they give you a writ of summons you will say radially from the court but you are not afraid of the court of heaven god is going to call us to give an account of our lives when i made you a lady pastor when i made you an episcopal sister when i made you a pastor's wife it wasn't so that you will put on nice lace it wasn't so that your heart will be so big it will block the rest of the people sitting behind you (laughs) It was so that you will fulfill your purpose it wasn't about your pain it wasn't about your offense it wasn't about if they did that or if they did what it was about what i gave you to do did you accomplish it we must all appear before the judgment seat so many things in my life i think about that i don't think about what the person did of course you may cry it's painful but that must not stop you from persisting in the things of God, because we will give an account. Yes. Amen, somebody. Yes. And then fourth, but not the last, is that there's a reward for serving God. Yes. There's a reward for serving God. Yes. You see, but the car told Esther, "Who knows if you have come to the kingdom for such a time as this?" Esther thought that it was about her marriage to Hasirius, and it was about the beauty pageant and her vital statistics. And it was about her beauty and it was about how Vashti was such a bad wife and she had come on the scene. You know, whenever I read about Vashti, I can really, really, really identify with her. Because I feel that I would have thought in similar ways. You are drunk and then you are calling me to come and tell So the decision no, is because he's drunk. He's not sober. So because of that, I don't think he means what he's saying. So that's why I will not go. Amen? Amen. And then Kinnahazerius called his bodyguards, go and get Vashti. And Vashti said, you know, I'm doing women's ministry in this building. The Bible says she was talking to the women. So because of that, I can't join the main vision. May the Lord deliver you. The reason why you have a place in the palace is because of Kinnahazerius' vision. So your vision is found in another man's vision, whether you like it or not. So stop that, your women's meeting you are having, and attend to serious. And I feel that some people made mistakes so that you and I would learn. Not because we are better, not because we are superior, but just by the mercy of God. They made those mistakes so that you and I will go to the end. So when Esther came... She thought that's about the palace and I don't really know what's happening with the Jews and Mordecai really forget it. I'm not really into the outside. You know, when you are in the palace, there are certain protocols and there, but God's main purpose was to preserve his people. You too. There may be some trappings about ministry, but that's not why you are called. There may be some trappings related to your marriage, but that's not why you are called. You are called for God's kingdom. For a kingdom such as this you are not called only for your family you are not called only for your children you are not called only for those you like you are called for the kingdom including the hamans including the Mordecai's, including the jews that are about to perish it's all part of god's call when he called esther and i pray that you too when you know your purpose you will persist when you know your purpose you will not go under so easily may the Lord help us all in Jesus name amen so I think we have talked about why we should persist LPBM I need you to give me time you know how I rant on and on till somebody stops me so do your best okay will you remember that's if I look in your direction now there's a verse in the bible that has been my personal maystay. it has helped me so much first corinthians 15 verse 58 first wow. corinthians 15 verse 58 therefore my beloved brethren be thou steadfast steadfast is the same as unmovable or steadfast is the same as staying on course Say, be thou steadfast, unmovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord. For as much as you know, you see, if you don't know that, you will not persist. But for as much as you know that your labor, oh, I'm so happy it said labor, not party. I'm so happy it said labor, not a beach trip. I'm so happy. He said labor and no that re- relaxation. Your labor in the Lord. Beloved, ministry is labor, marriage is labor. Staying married is labor. Staying married for many years is labor. Love is labor. The Bible talks about the labor of love. Knowing this, that your labor in the Lord. You see, I don't blame some of us for being naive. When we were getting, some of you were getting married, you thought that it was about the wedding dress and the bridal train. but what you didn't see is that as you are walking, ten, 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 a lot of things are following you. <laughs> the man's past, your past. The man's background, your background. How he grew up, what you grew up with. Church members, different types of fishes, like the Bible says, the kingdom of God is like a man who threw a net into the sea. And when he drew the net, there were different types of fishes. There are different types of church members. You didn't know you had to cope with them. So you were walking. Just say, I do. I do. Your I do was that I do agree that I am going to walk on. I agree that come hell, come one, high water, the grace of God will keep me. But you see, my mother says that the reason why marriage is the only institution that they give you a certificate before you do the examination. It's because if you know it, you will say that you won't do. You see? But as they are giving you the certificate, they are even congratulating you. Congra- you are getting it. Hey, I didn't test now, hey. What test have you written that they are giving? This is the only institution. They give you the certificate before you write it. Because if not, you will not persist and you will give up. Amen! and paul was not writing to people who are not strong he said therefore my beloved brethren people who were just like him so all of us amen? amen be ye steadfast what does it mean to be steadfast to be steadfast is a naval term which means that the ship must stay on course steadfastness is staying on course And it is said in naval terms that even when the ship veers off, it must be able to come back to the original course and continue. So what Paul is saying, be ye steadfast, is that stay on course with God. Stay on course with the ministry. Stay on course with your purpose. Stay on course with your relationship with Christ. Don't let anything deflect you from the past be ye and he didn't say ask an angel to make you steadfast call your mother to make you steadfast I once counseled a couple I said ah but your marriage is not old you've been married for only one year so why have you come here so little baby every day she's crying take me to mama take me to mama (laughs) so some of you you didn't even think so when you saw the storms, you said hey why I have a mother take me to mama Amen. Today she has four or so children. When I say, I say, if you had gone to mama, would all this have happened? (laughs) Oh, lady, you know. But be steadfast. Unmovable. Now when the Bible says be unmovable, what does it mean? It means that we are movable. We can be moved by so many things. And I'll come to that. The things that can move us, they are a lot. You can be moved by offense. Do you know that? But the Bible says it is impossible, but that offense may come. So it's a promise. But we always like to resort the nice ones. But some of the promises of God, they are not nice. They that will live godly in Christ Jesus shall suffer persecution. It's not nice. Peter said, we've left lands, houses, everything to follow you. Watch how you get he said. You'll get a hundredfold, but with persecutions. That's God's promise. But you want to restore the lands, restore the houses, restore all the nights, nice, and then the persecution, you, know, you don't even want to see it. It is natural. Offense can move you from your place. Amen. Because offense is painful. I was thinking about it. I said, Lord, do you know why we don't the reason why sometimes forgiveness is so difficult is that we feel that when we forgive we are telling the person that what you did is right amen so some of us we are pregnant with offenses from church members offenses from associates offenses from people who betrayed you but jesus was also betrayed amen and you say you are a christian a follower why are you surprised when you are, you are ill treated? One day there was a young man in my church. And he would always be walking around the church, didn't seem to have a vision. So I asked him once, What do you do? He said, Oh, I went to some art academy and I did art, but I don't get work from anywhere. I said, but why don't you join somebody that you can work with? Or, oh because they do everything i'm not getting oh very destitute young man so i said okay from now when we have women's ministry mother's day i will call you to be part of the people who make the banner so that the church can pay you oh mommy really what i said yes but i'll work with you so you bring me the samples then i will work on it till it becomes something and then i release you so we started doing that so go and change the color go and so when he brings it then they'll say hey maybe this is your new person that you have brought us it will work he can do it so gradually he started doing that and earning his keep and then later I saw that no the money wasn't enough to help him so I saw a big tycoon who was working in a big place and I said can you look for a job for I said eh what did he do I said he did ato, but even that, not at a high level. Just so eh. Ah, mommy, because you have said it, eventually he employed him and even started to promote him. And then one day, no, I wasn't taking anything evil. My phone wasn't working. And I said to the guy, Oh, my phone is not working, or I don't know what's wrong. Years ago. I said, please, can you? you know how i guess oh yeah somebody can repair is nothing whatever i didn't know that my phone was open i didn't know so he went and opened the phone and saw all people's problems people's and then started to broadcast it oh do you know this person? this this person that this person and i didn't know so somebody called me and said mommy i think you should know this did you give your phone to this person I said, yes oh he's spilling so many stories so i called him and i asked him why if i've sent you with the phone nowadays i'm not that naive but i was that naive why should you go and be broadcasting counselors have done um, private issues why uh attitude hey long story short i cut him out of my life not knowing that he had gone to join some political party. And he needed to be seen as. He has stories about my husband and I to tell them. Do you understand? So that was it. I said, You, even where you were sleeping and where you are sleeping now, it's all through me. How could you be so ungrateful? Anyway, long story short, he became rich, moving about. And then suddenly. I heard that everybody in Ghana was looking for him. He had problems, he ran out of Ghana issues. And then before that, he came with his parents. He came to lie on the floor of my office. I don't know why I did that to you. Why? So after him, when other people come, Mommy, I don't have a job. "Mm, Oh, okay. Do you know any agencies in town? Oh, there's a lot online. Look, eh? And try for yourself. The Holy Ghost said to me, your heart is changing. Don't change because of this person. Your heart is changing. But whatever you do is unto me. Knowing this, that your labor in the Lord is not in vain. Knowing this, because if you don't know it, you will not persist. You will return, beloved. Offense offense and even if it were an ordinary church member but people that you have poured your hearts into people that you have cared for today they can stand in public newspaper and speak lies and wish you ill and you say hmm ministry me now finished now when I see them I'll just say hi bye hi only two words no more But what did God tell Abraham? He said, I will bless you. And in you shall many nations be blessed. So he didn't bless you just so that you will be blessed. He blessed you, prosperity with a purpose. So if you defeat that purpose because of some ill elements, you have changed. That's why the Bible says, guard your hearts with all diligence if it were not hard work will it tell you that with diligence and it's hard to stay on course but in the midst of it all be steadfast unmovable always abounding in the work of the lord knowing that your rewarder is not these people your rewarder is not ungrateful people what they are saying your rewarder say your heavenly father who sees in secret will reward you openly amen ladies Bible says do not be overcome with evil because evil can overcome you you know sometimes even is the man you are married to that you are hoping that he will be grateful to you for all the things that you do and are doing. And the one nutrition so I said, "Adeyaniye, anniversary wear, you me, you me." Intimism my say. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because often as pastor's wives, you are the last to know what is happening. Amen. Amen. I heard Mrs. Serita Jake say that I said, "Oh, Adeyanu be we Americans, so." <laughs> Amen. So then, when that happens you say, hey, Ah, uh, if they don't think I'm important to inform me, then when they are doing, they should do. At the end of chance, uh, Omo, frame me for what? But why are you waiting for Omo to fray you? It's God who called you. You must be about your father's business. It's not about a human business, it is a father's business. And the Bible says that some of our rewards are here and some are in the hereafter. I pray that you will persist in Jesus' name. Amen. Be ye steadfast and movable. So I said that one of the things that can move us is offense, pain, people's behavior, uh, especially betrayal. Betrayal is one of the most painful things but in the midst of it all we must persist amen now let me take you to the book of Ruth still on this steadfast and unmovable to see some of the things that sometimes can move us okay I'm giving Ruth as an example Naomi goes out with her husband to Moab because there's famine in Israel. She goes with her two sons who grow up, they get married. And Naomi is also married to a limelight. And I mean, that's what they know, and they are all flowing. Then suddenly, or with the course of time, she loses her husband. And when she loses her husband, she loses also her two children. So that in the end it's like, she has nothing. So she decides to go back to the land of Judah. And when she was going, her two daughters-in-law decide to go with her on the journey. So verse seven says, when she went forth out of the place where she was and her two daughters-in-law with her, and they went on the way to return unto the land of Judah. And Naomi said unto her two daughters-in-law, go, return each to her mother's house the, do- the lord deal kindly with you as you have dealt with me and the dead the lord grant you rest each of you in the house of her husband then she kissed them Then the two daughters the lord lifted up their voices and then they wept you know and they said surely we'll return with thee unto thy people and naomi said no turn again whatever she gives so many reasons which maybe we'll come to but the verse i am looking for is, um, from verse 14 you see that they lifted up their voices again and they wept and they kissed their mother-in-law this is the second time but the bible says but ruth clave unto her so upper which means gazelle or deer it means that you jump around you are not steadfast but ruth means pleasantness so they all showed emotion. they all left her, their, they all wept, But at a point, Opa's resolve started to loosen, and she wept, and she kissed Naomi, but it's not the same as cleaving to. It's not the same as being steadfast. It's not the same as being on course. Amen. So Opa left at that point. And in verse 15, Naomi says to Ruth, "Behold, thy sister-in-law is gone back." unto her people and unto her gods so sometimes things that look ordinary like oh i'm just going unto my people you are actually going unto another god when you stray from the path when you stray from the place where you should be steadfast you are actually going not only to your mother's house but unto other gods apart from the god that you know amen and entreating her, oh go with your sister-in-law And then Ruth makes all these, but verse 18. When she saw that she was steadfastly minded to go with her, then she left speaking unto her. When she saw that she was what? Steadfastly minded to go with her, then she left speaking unto her. Satan will stop bothering you when he sees that you are very steadfast, that he cannot take you off course, that you are tr- saying to yourself, Come hell, come high water. This is the God I know. This is the God I'm going to serve, and nothing is going to draw me back. When Naomi saw that, the Bible says she said, Ah, there's no point speaking. If you speak to her, she's steadfastly minded. The next point is that steadfastness comes also from your mind the frame of mind the way you process the determination how you think what is your thought process the battlefield is in the mind amen so when naomi saw that she was steadfastly minded not to go back she stopped speaking to her so you and i must come to the place where we are steadfastly minded. Amen. We must come to the place where we are convinced Amen. about the God who called us. God didn't call you because of your circumstances. He called you in spite of your circumstances. And he requires us to be steadfast and movable. Now, what are the things that could have moved Ruth? Naomi said to her, even and Oppa, if you go with me now. The likelihood that you will get a husband is more than 0.000000.1% possibility. So, you know, when you look at it, there's not much in it for you, Ruth. So, it's not advisable that you are young. You should follow me to a land that you don't know when your relatives are here. But Ruth knew that to go back was to go back to other gods. And therefore, she had to stay on course. Amen. And Naomi said, okay, let's say that I find a husband tonight. That is also impossible. And let's say when I find the husband, I give birth. Are you going to wait for those children to grow? She told them all this, the pros and cons, why you should not follow me. And they said, oh, not that. Ruth said, I will still go with you. Naomi said, really? So in spite of all the obstacles, she persisted. And she said, I will go with you. the end how many of us are steadfastly minded how many of us have even thought about god his purpose his call it's like it's not part of you everything you do you just manifest because it's your emotions but the word of god and what god's word says is not a referee in your life at all every time i preach i say we all need a nevertheless in our lives you see you are playing I'm not a soccer fan, but you are playing. And then the whistle goes the referee, so you stop. But some of you, you are playing. The whistle of God's word has been blown, but you say, no, I need extra time. Referee, I don't care what you are saying. <laughs> Every believer needs a nevertheless in their lives. What did Jesus say? He said, Father, if it be possible, let this cup pass. I, mean, I like the Bible because it's real Oh. You know, he didn't say that Jesus walked majestically and said, The cross, here I come. After rebuking Peter, that get deep behind me, said, Now you've gone to hide in the garden. You are negotiating with God whether the death must really come on. And that shows us that our high priest is human. He's touched with all the feeling of our infirmities. Amen. And yet he adds a clause Nevertheless, not my will. Not my will but yours be done that is what brings persistence when you are seeking for God's will and not your will it brings you to that place of steadfastness it brings you to that place of being unmovable because you have a nevertheless in your life that doesn't mean you say oh God you know this cross I don't even think it's anything it's nothing I'm able no he understands our frailties and he doesn't condemn us for that but in spite of our frailties, his will must prevail. Amen. What did Peter say? I'm an experienced fisherman. I've told all night and I've caught nothing. Nevertheless, at your word. At your word. At your word. <laughs> Women in ministry, lady pastors, pastors' wives, what is the nevertheless in your life? Oh, yeah, dear. You can't say, Jai you cry. We say, Debbie. It takes five men, here five men here to stop you and the Uber will show who in the midst of it. But when God's word comes, the Bible says he that trembles at his word is the one that is blessed. When you tremble, beloved, it's not every time I feel like forgiving. It's not every time I feel like preaching. It's not every time I feel like obeying, but nevertheless, at his word. Sometimes I just feel, you know, all that is going on. Hey, why don't I just go to my secular work? Because when I compare, there was more peace in my secular work. Yes. And in my secular work, people respected. But now even in the church, some people say, hey, hey. Now didn't you see me uh, i saw you hey uh, look at least in my office at legislative draft if even the secretary is not in the mood she cannot shake herself like that to me you must be kidding but when you come to the church of god because amen so when I look, I say, ah, for people to be publishing, you've done this. If you were working as a lawyer or a doctor, will you have all this? You, you may not even be here. And your salary cry, you can't even count it. And for what you then, people are now talking. Oh. Many times, or I should say a few times, things have happened in my church, and then I go and I tell Bishop Saki, you people, I'm resigning. You know? So yeah, Tia Oh it's very painful do you know why because of the nevertheless
1: <laughs> amen ladies
2: <laughs> nevertheless at your word it's those that tremble at his word it's those that tremble at his word beloved hmm I'm supposed to come to the grace part, you see. Like this one. <laughs> <laughs> nevertheless, at your word. Amen? Amen? Ask yourself, do I have a nevertheless in my life? Beloved, there's those who persevere to the end who are blessed. Mark 4 verse 16. And these are they likewise which are sown on sunny ground, who, when they have heard the word, immediately receive it with gladness. Verse 17. And have no root where? Mark 470. And have no root where? In the church. In the church. Have no root in their husbands. Have no root in their activities have no root in themselves and so they endure but only for a time they endure but only for a time afterwards you see as you walk with god you hear the word you rejoice but there will be an afterwards afterwards when you are alone afterwards when the challenges come afterwards when you can't share with anybody afterwards when affliction or persecution arises. Why do they arise? Four means because. Because of the word. Persecutions and affliction arise because of the word. The Bible says, for the word's sake, immediately they are offended. Beloved, it begins with roots in yourself. To be steadfast, to be persistent, you need roots in yourself. Amen, ladies? No root in the church. The church will help us to have root in ourselves by the word and the ministration and all that. But at the end of the day, the root is going to be in ourselves. Yeah. And that root in ourselves begins when Jesus said, I am the vine, you are the branches. And if we abide in him and his word abides in us, then we really become part of him and all the nutrients from the main stem comes into all the branches. How many of us can say we have a personal relationship with god a lot of us have church life but a personal relationship with god no my beloved i can only share what i know if it hadn't been for the lord on my side i don't think i'll be here today if it hadn't been for the lord on my side i will not have testimonies to share with you if it hadn't been for the lord on my side i couldn't a few weeks ago have said ebenezer he has brought me through 32 years of marriage it is only by his mercies and it is only by his grace you see many of you maybe you have options me I don't have options I have no one to turn to except Jehovah and many pastors wives will tell you you can't share with anybody when you go and say say you are talking about our pastor when you don't say that she's pretending so which one should you do pretend or talk about their pastor huh you don't know what you should do. When you go and share what you are not saying, they say you are saying. So then now, your closet is your friend. And to have roots in yourself, we've got to spend time in his word. We've got to spend time with him. We've got to invest in spiritual things. Listen. The word of God is a place to invest. The word of God is a place that you find roots in yourself. Because sometimes you even turn to your husband for comfort. And he needs more comfort than you. Isn't it, Mama Francisca? (laughs) Because whatever he's going through is coming to you. And you have now become the encourager. And when you finish, who encourages you? And you are not also replenishing your tank. So where are you going to get the strength and root in yourself? They that wait upon the Lord. (laughs) Isaiah chapter forty. Twenty-nine to thirty shall renew their strength. Amen. Amen. It says that the youth fail, the young men fail, and the youth something grow weak. I said uh, that's why these days the young men can't stand because they don't wait, they don't spend time in His presence. He says the young men may faint and the youth may grow weak, but they that wait upon the Lord. Have a time on your timetable that you wait on God. Alone. Even if you have your child. And spend time in his presence. Daily quiet time. That diet is important. The basics are still important. Amen, ladies? What does Hebrew 4.16 say? Say, let us therefore come boldly to the throne of Throne of a flock a bangu. Throne of gossip. Throne of unnecessary complaints on the phone. Throne of talking to the whole world about your issues. Throne of grace. Why? That we may find mercy. A lot of you are not finding mercy because you don't go to that throne, and that you may find grace. So if you need grace to persist, it's at the throne of grace. Amen that's where we find grace and in closing second corinthians chapter 12 verse 9 paul said i went through something i besought god three times and he would not take the thing away from me. no second corinthians he would not take the thing away from me so i said why three times i've been calling you about this chronic problem And then God comes and says, my grace is sufficient for you. How did Paul get that answer? He besought the Lord. It is when you seek God that he will answer you with grace. But when you don't seek him, how will Paul have known that his grace was sufficient for him? And he said, my strength is made perfect in weakness. As for me, I go to God because I'm the weakest woman on this planet. And without him, I can do nothing. Maybe you, without him, you have accomplished a lot of things. But me, without him, I can do nothing. And Paul said, when I besought the Lord three times, then he said to me, my grace. If you also beseech him, you will find his grace there. Amen, ladies. My strength is made perfect in your weakness. And where does Paul come to? He said, therefore, will I glory in my infirmities i will glory in the things that are difficult i will glory in the things i can't do why so that the grace of god will rest upon me when you glory in what you are not when you glory that it's only by his grace that you are even existing when you glory that with god all things are possible his grace comes to rest on you not when you glory that i'm a superwoman you no, know, I have everything under wraps. I don't make mistakes, you know. I love the Lord and I'm the next best thing to Jesus. God forgive you. It is when you glory in your infirmities, in your distresses, in your pain, that the grace of God comes to rest upon you. Because then you see that you need him. You need him. And lastly, but not the least, I believe a woman... Should be able to be each other's keeper, that what some of the older women have weathered, you don't need to weather. You should be able to stand on our soldiers, our soldiers' shoulders, and do exploits, because certain things have been laid down for you and for the next generation. Amen, but sometimes older women look at the younger women and say, mm, so,." many pitfalls could be avoided if we were real with each other you will see that your problem is not unique if we were real with each other you will see that nothing is different paul says the same temptation is going on everywhere but because we are not real and we are not open the grace that should be multiplied to others is not happening but this morning my time is up i pray that god's grace will be sufficient that we will be steadfast and movable always abounding in the work of God the reason why you have time to gossip and to always cry and to always complain is because the work of God is absent in your life when you are bound in the work of God you will become a different type of wife even you will appreciate your husband's ministry more because when you have to go and preach you see that it's not easy so when he has to preach You will not come with foolish things to be telling him. Because you know how it is. So when you are bound in the work of God, it leads you away from unnecessary quarrels, unnecessary gossip. And then in the end, the apostle says, your labor in the Lord. Our labor in the church is actually in the Lord. Not in the church or even in the person God has given you to be a help but it's in the Lord and that labor in God's sight will never be in vain grace to persist in these times is available in Jesus name Amen Amen I think we can share a short word of prayer and then Mama Dora will take over from there shall we pray you are here maybe you don't know jesus as your savior or certain things have made your love for god grow cold this morning god is calling you to a renewed relationship with him maybe you may even be in a church but you don't know god for yourself you are not sure this morning is not about your lips your your fingertips or your hips It's about the word of God and his presence here. Every eye closed, every head bowed. God is reaching out to you. If you are here like that, you want to say, Lady Reverend, pray for me. I need to straighten out my relationship with God. Something has sent me off course. I need to come back. Just lift up your hands wherever you are standing. And I'll say a prayer as a servant of God and as a recipient of his grace. If you are here like that, just put up your hand and I'll pray for you and with you. God bless you. I see your hand. God bless you. Father, you see every hand that is lifted up. I pray that you will touch. I pray for renewal. I pray for new strength, new grace, new love for you, Lord. I pray that every lame feet which has been turned out of the way will be restored. I ask for everything that is broken to be rebuilt. Thank you for answered prayer. Thank you, Holy Spirit, for your work. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. God bless you. Welcome, Amadura.
0: It was great having you today. To find out more about the resources available by Adelaide Mills, please visit the Vision Bookshop at the Kodesh North Kanishi, or meet her on Facebook at Reverend Mrs. Adelaide Heward Mills. For prayer and counseling, please call 0243-187-900. You can also drop us an email at honeyonmylips at gmail.com. We would love to hear from you. Until next time, God richly bless you.